Together, we can make a difference. That's been the sign-off for everything livestream for the Cure related ever since the event began back in 2017. Hello everyone, my name is Nick and I am the host of the Livestream for the Cure, an annual charity event to raise money for the Cancer Research Institute for immunotherapy research for a world immune to cancer. And over the past six years, we've made that difference together. Amazing listeners, amazing viewers, amazing podcast partners and content creators all coming together and we've raised over $70,000. But this year, we're going to make our biggest difference to date and we're going to raise $25,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. Tune into the event at twitch.tv slash livestream for the cure starting May 18th as we're joined again by podcast partners and content creators from around the world to help the Cancer Research Institute crush cancer. Together, we will make a difference. It's Morphin Time! Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Talking Smack, where we talk superheroes, movies, animation, and comics. I am your host, Josh Scar, and joining me this week is the wonderful and clearly has never listened to our podcast and heard our intro music, Becky. Becky, how you I doing? Skip it. <laughs> I skip it every time. You can't skip it. It's a jam. I'm a skipper. That's how I do. I always pull up an episode. I didn't know you captain boats. Yep. I, yeah, I'm a, I, I don't. I'm the skipper. I go <laughs> I go about 15 seconds in, and then I like to just jump right into it. Uh, Leo, I'm sorry. If you're listening this week, I'm so sorry that Becky skips the, the theme music you've made for us. It, it, as the kids say, it slaps. It does slap. Uh, fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. Snapping <laughs> Or as Matt would say, chef's kiss, chef's kiss. Yeah, that is. But I can't take that because that's his. Josh, what are we talking about? <laughs> are you about coming today? back for our uh, our episode 100 with all the, the big talking smackdowns? I want to. Yes. We have to you coordinate because that... that's going to have to be a pre-record. Yeah, also, oh my goodness. Don't even get me started on Discord. It's probably the worst thing I ever had to put on my phone. The ADHD, <laughs> anxiety. When I see all those purple messages, I just look at my phone and I go, I can't do this. And I put it down. <laughs> it's, so, it's so much. It's so you just much need to stuff. be in the, the admin channel where you have all the, the special one. permissions. I, yep. That's the, and that's the one I go check. And then that's when I go, hey, I'm, I'm not dead. See you guys in about a month. That's my contribution. <laughs> Speaking of not being dead, <laughs> uh, the Power Rangers franchise is still running 30 years later. And uh, we're going to talk about the Netflix 30, 30th anniversary special, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Once and Always. But first, we are going to hear from our friends over at the Watch and Stuff pod. We'll be right back. What do you guys think of Bucky's apartment? I was waiting for Captain America to be like, you live like this? <laughs> <laughs> this fight scene is sick, though. Like, the staircase fight is... When he kills like... the guy block. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to kill anybody, except this man. I'm going to kill Or Or the guy he punches with the battering ram. Directly in the chest. <laughs> or literally any of the people here. Who they have Most of them. Yeah. Who they like, like hang off the side he, of a railing? Yeah. When he flips that battering eye around and just punches the dude directly <laughs> in the center of the chest with it, like yeah. you you probably punctured a lung. 
yeah. at least one. Yeah, no, that man went to the hospital for internal bleeding, and the doctor said it was not looking good. Like immediately, that's exactly how that. He didn't have a good. In- he didn't have good insurance. You killed him. <laughs> and we are back. If you haven't checked out watching stuff, I strongly recommend it. It's a great time. Uh, they are fun. Well, we don't do that here in this podcast, so let's begin. No, there's no fun here because we're about to talk about Power Rangers, and I'm about to have a big nostalgia trip. Uh, I've got my my Power Morpher staring me down right now on my shelf, and it's just begging me to pick it up and yell it's morphin' time, but kids are sleeping, so I can't do that. No yelling. (laughs) So we we watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers once and always. I have so many thoughts, uh, main, mainly being it, was, it felt so good to be back in like Saturday morning pajamas and watching this show that like just put me in this really warm comfort blanket of like, I love these characters. I love the, the aesthetic of these things. The acting is horrible. <laughs> that's that's not what we're here for. So bad. So bad. <laughs> also, they're so old they are and they're so old uh i've i've met david yost he is the nicest guy ever i know that's uh, i the thing. felt you genuinely like all of them like i was like yeah check us out like i'm so excited like look how cute they all are together but then i was just like <laughs> goddamn billy whoa buddy well the wig they put him in like i understand that they need to have this appeal to a younger audience but David Yost's hairline is not the issue with some of these people. Like nope. he can have a receding hairline and still be Billy. And uh, like, I thought the top part of the wig looked pretty good, but the sides, the sides, I like every now and then I was like, okay, that's no, oh God, it's a close up. No, the sides who did this. I, thought, wig? I, was just, I was also watching like, is that a, I didn't think he had hair. And I was like, oh my God, they put a wig on. They put a wig on. It took me a while, but I was like, he, oh my God. He still has a decent head of hair, but it's it's know, not it's as just, like, thick. thick. I mean, look and at it's... all this forehead right now. <laughs> Josh can see it. It's awful. Look, that's like a seven head. That's an eight head right there. God damn. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, he's blinded because I hear I'll do that. There. <laughs> uh, but we also got Walter Jones back. Um, I think this is his second time coming back for a Power Rangers thing, which this is the first time David Yost has ever come back for a Power Rangers thing. Um, because he, he joined the actors union. And one of the things power Rangers does to keep costs down is they don't cast union actors. So that way they can kind of get away with whatever the hell they want to do with them, have long hours, have them shoot so many days in a row. But David Yost is like, you're a multi-billion dollar property now. And Sabin brands is doing stuff like adaptations for glitter force and other shows like that. So like Sabin brands doesn't own power Rangers anymore, but, before last time I had a chance to like speak to him in any kind of setting, which this was a, an open Q and a at a convention. Um, saving brand still owned the property. And he was just like, you, you have the money, pay the actors and pay the union fees to, to do this thing. Right. Which Saban will never do because he's a no. cheapskate and he, he wants his bottom dollar, but Hasbro seems to be willing to negotiate with uh, the, the actors. And they understand that, having 30 years of a a continuously running property is pretty impressive. And going back to having at least two of the original actors from the series come back and reprise their roles and basically be a couple of dads to uh, an orphan girl. I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, Who plays men? Charlie Kirsch. Uh, Charlie Kirsch plays Trini's daughter, Min. And uh, in the, in the movie, 
I, I guess you would call it a movie. Uh, it's a special. I don't know. I know. It was like an hour. It, yeah, it, it's a TV special. So like, I guess you couldn't say it's a movie because to be like a theatrical movie, you have to be 60 minutes or longer where this is like 55. Um, so probably probably some union stuff there. They, they don't have to pay the movie money. Yeah. But Trini dies early on by uh, a robo Rita. Uh, Rita has been reincarnated as a robot somehow. And uh, she kills Trini, who heroically saves Billy. And then Billy and Zach become like man dads to uh, Min, Trini's daughter. And uh, Charlie Kirsch is like the, the quintessential Power Rangers actor. Like she sure. looks good in what she does. But when she starts to speak her lines, you're like, ooh, yeah. you need more acting classes. Yeah, it's pretty rough. You were clearly cast because you can do some of the physical stuff and not because you are a talented actor. Yes, that part was. I, I don't mean to speak ill, but like that's Power Rangers to a T. Like that, really that's all is. it is. I mean, you kind of expect it. Walter Jones is a highlight in this one. I think he he puts way more into this than I think anyone should. But I think that just speaks <laughs> to how awesome he is because he he's he's giving it his all. When you heard that it's Morphin Time, that's him in the intro. Yeah. Like that was that was the best one. Yeah, he he says it's Morphin Time and it it it's time to go. Yeah, she I was her she was a little rough, but they all are, so yeah, and I think I think men did get a morphin time uh, at the end in the the climactic fight on the moon, but it, yep, it 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 fell so flat. I'm like, she's she needs to be excited, she needs to be intense, and she's just like, it's morphin time. This should, I should be a Power Ranger. <laughs> Intensity. I have a power morphin. I got it. <laughs> Give me your best. It's morphin time. Ooh, all right. Are you ready? It's morphing time <laughs> you got the job i got it yes <laughs> excellent saber tiger <laughs> form of an ice menorah oh wait different show <laughs> so you you're younger than i am you i think not to give away your age you were born around the year power rangers started so you didn't really grow up with the mighty Morphin power rangers as they debuted and rolled out correct Yes, I like I want um, I was thinking about this because, you know, it just existed always. And we're girls. Um, and my brother is who I love is a very effeminate girl. Um, and I just don't think it was something that like we picked up on because we were also like we're switching houses. His mom was in a different city. So like we didn't get like Saturday morning, all of us together a lot. Um, I would compare it to however long SpongeBob has now been around because I I remember wa like watching ads for SpongeBob and then my mom being like, we are going to sit down and watch the debut episode of this new TV show. She She's a cartoon person. So she was like, this looks so weird and so silly. Like, cause she loved Angry Beavers and all that classic Nickelodeon. Oh, Angry Be hey, there's an Angry Beavers tie in it with this, uh, with this Power Rangers thing. What? Okay, you'll have to explain that to me because I'll explain that in a second. Yes, entirely. But yeah, so she, I remember with with SpongeBob, we sat down, we watched it, and then that was our childhood. We were SpongeBob people. We still are. We still quote it. <laughs> and I was thinking, I was like, well, for you, that probably would have been the same because if you were born in um, mid '80s and I was born in the early '90s, you would have been around for like, hey, this is now a thing we're going to try out. Let's see what happens. And I just kind of 
it was always on. There were always Power Ranger things around. And I didn't even know. I, did, I knew what it was without having any idea what it was. Um, so I was eight years old when Power Rangers debuted. I had just turned eight like the month before it debuted. And uh, Jurassic Park came out that year. So I was really big into dinosaurs. Uh, my dad was showing me like all the Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. So I was really big into karate. And this was just like the perfect thing. Plus there's giant robot dinosaurs like sign me up. Get, here's my parents' credit card. Give me all the stuff. <laughs> You're like, I want to see it. I was eight years old. It, they, I remember seeing it and just immediately falling in love with it. You had the cute girl and Amy Jo Johnson. Even at eight years old, I was like, dang, she's cute. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, you had the the badass Red Ranger. You had like they had I, I don't know if they debuted their weapons in the first one, but like after the, the second episode aired, I know they had done it by then. And it, it just it hit everything you wanted in a, a series for kids. And I, I didn't know at the time because we had the, the tube televisions that had horrible resolution on everything. So like that they were using recycled stock footage from a, a different TV show from years prior. I had no idea. I was eight years old and I didn't care. It just it looked awesome. And I think that is actually where uh, this 30th anniversary special fell a little flat for me is when we got to we're going to jump around like we're not going to go story by story nah, beat by beat we don't care um at the end of the the special they go to the moon to fight robo rita and they call on the dragon zords or not the dragon zords the the dinosaurs leading up to this uh i've seen a handful of power rangers episodes modernly but i don't watch it religiously um i usually check out once we get to the megazord just because they, they CGI the Megazords now in the big yep. giant fights, uh, kaiju fights. And it, it just looks bad. Like the 1995 movie has better CGI, in my opinion, than what they do here, which I mean, it's a TV budget. CGI is expensive. And this show is not about expensive. It's about merchandising. So they're not trying to spend money to make it look good. They're just trying to sell toys. And uh, I was really concerned that they were going to CGI the the Megazord for this final fight. I was hoping they would get a guy in a suit in a big cardboard suit and just do the old school fight thing. And we see the 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 Tyrannosaurus Zord. We see the uh, Mastodon, Sabertooth Tiger, Triceratops, and they all look great. It's like they updated the the previous footage from the 90s and it just like in high definition, and it looks great. And then you see the pterodactyl fly out and you're like, "Ooh, that's a little rough. That's that's not looking great. That was bad. What's happening here? What's happening? And then you see them go into tank mode and it's like, OK, this doesn't look bad. And then it becomes the Megazord and it looks awful. And then they have it flipping around and doing a whole bunch of different things. And the CGI just looks so bad. And my Saturday morning high just became a Monday morning low. I was like, wow, this is so, so bad. I just, I, yeah, as soon as they, as soon as it started being like, yeah, flip this. I was like, yep, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'll skip. I, I'm all set. I was there for, I'm, I'm there for all of that, but the CGI alone, just the, <laughs> the CGI alone just really took me out of the moment because it's, I'm not expecting good computer animation from the series. I'm just expecting fun. 
And for me, at least the CGI is not fun. It just looks really bad. And it, it really it takes you bad. out of the moment. Almost like it was taking itself too seriously. Like, I don't know. I was like, what's, are you guys trying to flex? What's the flex here? Just, just do the thing. Like just, you know, classic, whatever. I don't, yeah. It felt like it was like, Hey, like we're they're getting Netflix money. They're getting yeah. Netflix money to do this whole thing. So like, why can't they put a guy in a suit and create a foam rubber giant lizard suit too? Like you, you got them. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh, I wish we were a video podcast just because that was too great. <laughs> Bo just came in from off screen and just slowly <laughs> peeked in from the side it was right so into tough. Rebecca's face. <laughs> that was like he was in it to, to win it. <laughs> this guy. He watched it. Uh, we were sitting on the couch together. He got up and left. I don't know what that says, uh, but normally he sits on the couch. Yeah. He's too young. He wasn't born for this. Well, he got really interested. I think um I think I was like halfway the um when they use the electromagnetic trap to um Oh uh, yeah. get like scissored or whatever. Then they like get him up there and they're like, "Yes, it's working." And then goddamn, that girl comes in and she's like, "You're not going to murder them straight up." And you're like, well, <laughs> "I will, you know, I wrote down some of my notes, which were very many. One, my favorite line in the entire movie was, "Thanks, I hate it." <laughs> I was like, that's so fucking good. It's it's modern. It's hilarious. But you said you wanted a surprise. Thanks. I hate it. I was like, that that was probably the best delivered line as well. It wasn't corny or cheesy at all. It was good acting right there for that moment. And then uh, the theme throughout the entire thing is like, she killed mom, which no one ever refers to their parents like that. That's Why is that a movie thing? If my mom died, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that bitch killed my mom. Not like, mom would have wanted me to do this. I don't know why. <laughs> Taking out the my is really weird to me. You guys aren't related to her. She's the only one. Talk what? I don't anyway. Um, but goddamn, they were kind of brutal about that whole thing. Yeah, they, they say Rita, um, before they do the big Megazord fight, she gets pinned to uh, a column in the, in her pa moon palace. And she's like, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. And I'm like, Jesus, they don't, they never said the K word before. Like, I'm pretty sure Disney still doesn't. Like, I was, I thought the same thing. And then she goes, uh, what was the one that I was like, Oh my God. Like this, what is happening? This is brutal. Is when, uh, <laughs> When she shows, when Min's there and she's like, she's like, ah, yes, like, I've never killed a Power Ranger twice. And she's like, we're going to get them while they're sleeping and kill them in their sleep. That's her plan. Yep. I was like, yeah, her, her plan is to go back in time and uh, them in their inform her younger self. Like, I would understand if she said we we're going to defeat or like, you know, no Power Ranger will ever get recruited. And you infer that. But the fact that she was like. We are going to kill them in their sleep. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I thought it was quite brutal. All the death shit. I remember um, in the Mar uh, Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man that Disney XD came out with after Spectacular Spider-Man was canceled. Uh, there was a Deadpool episode where Will Friedel plays Deadpool. He He's like, oh, we're going to we're going to K word them. And Spider-Man is like, you're going to. You're going to kill them? 
like uh, as a question because you can't like insinuate the killing. You have to like question it. And uh, he's like, oh, no, 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 we don't say I don't say the K word. No, the K word. We do not do that. And I, I've I've kind of clocked it or tried to clock it ever since finding out about that, like standards and practices. And uh, like with this one, it just Rita says it so much. He <laughs> says it constantly. I'm like, yeah, if she's not saying it, a Power Rangers coming in like, hey, she killed your mom. And you're just like, <laughs> OK, thanks for the reminder. We got it. We're all set. Yeah, the beginning scene. We have to tell her that Rita Repulsa killed her mother. And then she's like in the room all of a sudden, of course. And is like, uh, one, I should say, zero reaction happens acting wise. She's just like, stand here for a little bit. <laughs> she's stunned. She's like, in shock. And then run away. She's in shock. It's I, I get that. I kind of was, I was expecting like a big thing. I was surprised that it was so subtle. I was like, okay. I was kind of expecting like a whole. There are some random nuances in this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. So I, I, I want to, I do want to talk a little bit more about um, men's journey, especially with, I, I think the, the morpher not Im- immediately working with her. I think that was a really nice touch. I did like that. Before we get into that, I, I do want to talk a little bit about like David Yost specifically, just because I, I like him a lot. He's, the Blue Ranger, as I've gotten older, retrospectively, has become my favorite Ranger. I think he's got the coolest helmet. Uh, I, blue is my favorite color. So, like, uh, he just he has that aesthetic. And, um, like, the Triceratops is just cool. Like, how, how can you not like the Triceratops dinosaur and the Zord? Um, I do find it really funny that um, they, they try to get him to act a little bit at times. They do. Which, I mean, he's not a, he's not a terrible actor. But there's that moment where he flashes back to when he brings back Rita as Robo Rita. And um, this is where I'll get into the Angry Beavers thing, too. Um, He's he's sitting there looking really pensive, but he's just kind of more like just kind of doing a weird like grimace thinking squint. And then we come back or we, we flash back and he's trying to work with Alpha 8 voiced by Richard Horvitz who everyone should know as Daggett uh, from Angry Beavers. I did not know that. Oh my God. Now that you say that, I can like, I can hear the voice. You're absolutely. He's also Billy from Billy and Mandy. He's also Zim from Invader Zim. Um, but he will always be Daggett for me. You spoot head. That's a great show, by the way. I, I love that show. Um, if I ever had a, a reason to have it and if we didn't, not use the soundboard as frequently as infrequently as we do. Um, I would have, there's a line from angry beavers that just lives rent free in my head. It's the episode where they're trying to clip box tops from their cereal yeah. and Daggett's trying to get a street sweeper and uh, he's trying to cheat throughout the entire thing. But Norbert, um, he says the way Nick McKay delivers this line is just, it's again, it's, it's in my head rent free where he's like, you'll get your very own street sweeper. <laughs> it's just... I, what i know every when he does like those little ones because he does that a few times like where he like i don't know it's very like melodic almost but he that that that's one of those shows where both those without it being like overly done like spongebob is clearly a voice it's a it's a cartoon voice so is patrick like it's a cartoon yeah. voice i think they just picked two really good voice actors for angry beavers they're very yep. unique voices I like that. I like that show a lot. Oh yeah. Angry Beavers is top tier Nicktoons. Uh, no one can convince me otherwise. 
Um, but yeah, so, back so the- going back to Power Rangers, we this is just becoming a nostalgia 90s power hour for us, <laughs> focused mostly on Power Rangers, but we're branching off into so many other things. But yeah, so Rita comes back. She she possesses Alpha five, Alpha eight after coming back from the Morphin Grid. Uh, Billy's trying to bring Zordon back um, after he sacrificed himself at like I think it's Power Rangers in space. Yeah, I, I'm not, I can't remember. Yeah, because it's when the, the molecules go out into space. Also, now that Josh is drinking water, my favorite part uh, of any <laughs> is when they say, whenever they say space dumpster. I don't know why, but I think it's great. <laughs> like, what? And they know it, too, because they say it so often. And they're like, I'm thinking I'm thinking space dumpster. I think that's just a cool name. Like, it's not interesting <laughs> or clever. It's just space dumpster. I'm like, all right, I'm not, I'm here for it. I forgot about yep. it until they're like, what is that? Some kind of canister? And they're like, no. That's a space dumpster. And I was like, right, I forgot. <laughs> That's what that is. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I love it. I'm here for it every day, all day. Um, I will say that when they announced the cast for this, I was a little disappointed only because, and I know he's not listening and I know someone enjoys him as the Red Ranger and the Blue Ranger and Power Ranger Zeo, but Steve Cardenas is Rocky. He is the worst. <laughs> and I don't just mean in this in this special. He is just the worst Power Ranger. And it's through no fault of his own. It's just that because Tommy became such a popular character, the Red Ranger didn't have a, a role. And then he just be, he just kind of fell to the wayside. Like the only episode I remember him being featured in really is the episode where he like gets possessed by a pachinko machine and he just becomes obsessed with wanting to have fun and his power rangers just like dancing around like i just want to have fun (laughs) red rangers just want to have fun and he he just never did anything and like i couldn't even tell you if he had a line of dialogue in the the 1995 movie when he became the the gorilla power ranger the red power ranger ninja ranger whatever um I, i remember rocky or not Rocky, um, Adam, he's like, I'm a frog. And like, that's the only line anyone remembers <laughs> like, from him. A frog? That's what they pick for that? Okay. <laughs> then Aisha, played by Karen Ashley, um, who both Johnny Youngbosch and Karen Ashley are in this. Uh, they have little cameos towards the end. So I was looking at IMDb's uh, trivia for this special, and um, Catherine Sutherland as Cat, uh, which I'm sure this is a line you clocked as well, but um, she's they warn her about these like proxy coins that they've created that allow cat and uh, Rocky to morph into the red and pink Rangers. Despite the fact that apparently Jason Kimberly Trini and uh, I, I found it weird that Tommy was the green Ranger. Like, can he just, can he just pick what, whatever Ranger he wants to be? Cause shouldn't he be the white Ranger? I know. I was like, wait, he's the green one. And I was like, maybe it's been a while since I've watched this. Cause I was like, I swear to God, he was the white one. Yeah, I know there's like a, a legacy morpher or something or master morpher that they introduced where um, you can be whatever. One. There was a yeah, he, he basically gets to just like flip it around and go like Green Ranger Zord and uh, he can be the Green Ranger. Then he can like click it again. He can go White Ranger and Red Ranger and then uh, Black Ranger, whatever other Ranger he got to be, because he got to be so many different Rangers. <laughs> but the uh, 
they they have these proxy coins because Rita has kidnapped the other original Rangers. And uh, Kat says, I don't care how dangerous pink energy is. I'm going to help. And I'm like, that's such a weird line for anyone who did not follow the series after Mighty Morphin or even Zeo that no one's going to clock what the hell that means. Apparently it, it's a callback to an episode where Kimberly goes back in time and she gives the power coins to the Power Rangers ancestors, which that even back then, <laughs> young Josh was like, how are like Rocky and uh, Aisha and uh, Adam's distant relatives living in ancient Angel Grove when Adam, Aisha and Rocky just moved there yep, they're, they were- to become the new Power Rangers? Like they're not legacy Angel Grove people. They... I, I know it's a kid show and you're not asking me to think about this, but I'm thinking about it. Even at 10 years old, Kimberly finds the, the ancestors to the power Rangers gives them power coins. And apparently 1800 Zordon is like, Hey, it's dangerous to have multiple power coins in the same universe or in the same timeline. And Tr- Kimberly's like, fuck that. I don't care. We got to save the world. <laughs> and I don't care how dangerous pink energy is. And I guess it's become a running joke since then, but I couldn't tell you. Yeah. I, that, went completely over my head but i was like pink energy i was like okay yeah i like it seemed like that might might have been an important plot point but apparently it was just a, a throwaway reference yeah, that's i thought i was like i must have missed something and then i was like nope oh, too lazy to look it up i am not as well into it well i i didn't even clock it as a reference i i looked oh, at yeah, i, I looked this up on lost. imdb yeah yeah, because like I, I thought that would be a, a way for them to depower them for a little while, and then they would have to like use some other way to tap into the morphing grid, and they can hotwire their their morphers or something. I don't know, but um, I, I thought that was a, an interesting line at the time, and then I looked it up and saw it was just a reference to another thing, and like, oh, that's disappointing. May I thought maybe they just got rid of a storyline because it's Power Rangers, so who cares? Well, I wanted to, I, there's a question I wanted to ask you, but I couldn't think of what it was. Oh, I well, was, think about it. I'm going to, I was going to say Billy versus Tommy. Who do you like better? Well, I mean, Tommy's going to win because he's, he's got the more powerful, uh, access to the grid between the green chaos energy or whatever. And the, the white Ranger, uh, where it's like a, a manufactured Ranger that they had just created. Um, and Tommy is a more skilled martial artist. Uh, but, I think Billy would put up a decent fight just because he has the, he has the go get him. Well, but he just, he's the, they all, yeah, they he, the, that's like that. I was trying to think, I'm like, what is it? If he's not like, you know, what is that red Ranger, like all blue rate? Like, what do they got? You know, kind of thing like green, what's, what's going on. And I'm like, ah, one of them has to just have heart. That's what it is like. We can do it, even though I'm really not special. It's it's the Captain Planet. <laughs> I'm not special in any way, shape, or form, but let's make this happen. <laughs> well, um, among other things, once Rocky came into the picture after uh, Jason, Zach, and Trini left, Billy was still the heart, but he was also no longer like the worst member of the team or like the the most useless member of the team, which he never actually was because he was always building stuff and working with Alpha to make solutions i will say that everyone else yes. is just kind of punching he's got it's it's that like the i can fix this that's the heart energy 
<laughs> now you just got me thinking of Captain Planet or Earth, Wind, Water, Fire, Heart. Heart? What? That would have been me. I, I highly identified <laughs> with that one. I was like, overall, pretty useless. Not that cool, but yet somehow the most needed to bring all the other powers together. That's right, motherfucker. <laughs> Just just call yourself the glue. <laughs> I definitely am, but heart sounds cooler. Does it not? Nah, glue. You're part horse. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I stop being useless, useful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk a little bit about Min's storyline here because uh, we, we talked about it earlier where... So a, a year later, uh, after Trini's been killed... Rita comes back and Billy and Zach are doing their like co-oping dad thing with her. And she's like, like Becky said, she killed mom. Like I need to go and avenge my mother's death. And they're like, no, we're power rangers. We do this for a living. You can't do this. That was, that was intense. Yeah. She takes the, the power morpher from the shrine that they had made for Trini or memorial for Trini. And uh, she's going to go and morph into the new yellow ranger for and get revenge. But the morpher doesn't work for her. She thinks all you have to do is yell. It's morphin time or it's saber tooth tiger time. And it doesn't change for her because she has vengeance in her heart. She's not a teen with attitude. She's a teen with anger. Very true. So there, there's a, apparently a difference. There is. And I do love when they're like that with the line of the whole uh, they're like, this is serious. We're powering. This isn't teenage girl who has homework due time. And I was like, yo, fuck you guys. You were all teenagers. What the fuck? <laughs> They're like, You're yeah, but all they did was hang out at a juice bar and work on their different hobbies and practices in the juice bar. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was a youth center. I put, the right, youth yeah. bar, or the juice center bar. Because I was so excited when they she was at the juice bar fighting. I was like, oh, my God, did I just see Juice Bar? But then there was, like, stability balls and, like, resistance bands in the corner. And I was like, wait, what the fuck was this supposed to be? And I was like, well, yeah, it's, like a, it's like a youth center kind of thing. We live in America. Yeah. The, Have those here? They, they, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, and they, they just made it, like, one set to make things yep. cheaper. But yes, she does not have attitude. She has anger. And then at the end of the the special, she she morphs because they, they finally believe in her. And she understands that. It's not her responsibility to kill Rita. Uh, she jumped. It's Billy. She jumped and emulated her mother, and uh, was going to sacrifice herself for Billy. Yep, her one of her two dads. I thought they were kind of being silly about like the whole two dad thing. I thought there would be like a joke here or there, and there really wasn't. Um, they made it pretty clear. They kept them pretty separate. I think because um, I was like, oh, like I was yeah. like, that's interesting. Whatever. I. I thought it was really well done. It wasn't like shoehorned in. It was a pretty natural moment where they're where the she's driving the car trying to figure it out, and he was like, "He's like, help! They've got my boyfriend. They have my boyfriend." And she goes and hits all of them, <laughs> and then flies away. Like it, it was just that. It, it, yes, there is a really nice. That was probably the most you could expect for some kind of inclusionary yeah. moment in a Power Rangers thing. Which they always did, like the hey, look at all these kids of different races, like kind of inclusivity i guess you could they've always yeah they've always been multiracial yes, which is like i mean still for being around as long as i have is like a, a thing but yeah the fact that they even really thought to do that i was like i am impressed and it was like i said it wasn't like oh that that's my boyfriend 
and like they made it like a weird thing it was just like please help please help like it, they could have been like please they have my daughter oh my gosh my like my sister's over there but it was just like my boyfriend like please help and she's like i got it no problem they hug they wave at her it's done simple if you want to get really nitpicky with it you could say it's queer baiting because they hug and then they just kind of like hold each other around the hips and wave That's goodbye to chitty chitty bang yeah. bang um but uh, the, the radmobile in power rangers there's not a lot of that there's no like kissing there's there's not a lot of it's, kissing. It's always like you're you, and then it's always like a big embrace. But there's not it's not a kissing show. It's not like that. Yeah, I remember it was a big deal when Kimberly pecked Tommy on the cheek or on the lips uh, when they started dating. Because yeah. um, that's just but which, when there was danger, it was a it was just a big hug. Also, that now yeah. that I'm thinking more about it, it uh, it was a multiracial relationship and the boyfriend had a cane do you know that did you mm, notice that at all yeah i did i did catch he that had yeah. some kind of... i didn't really think much about it because i was too busy thinking about like holy crap power rangers is doing uh, a quick little like hey there's there are gay people that exist in this world and we're gonna save them so they kind of threw it all together they were like we had they were they had gay they were um multiracial uh, interracial couple and yeah, he had like some sort of cane, but he wasn't old. So I was like, are they saying like he has some sort of like he's like a, you know, like a non-abled person. Cerebral palsy or. Yeah. I was like, very interesting. It was, that was an interesting little like tidbit in there. I mean, I'm still thinking about it. So mm -hmm. good job, I guess. Yeah. And I, I know the Internet kind of like that moment, too. Yeah. Overall, again, like this, this whole thing really was a lot of fun and it was a really good blast from the past. Um I know Ricky enjoyed it for the most part. Ricky watched Power Rangers longer than I did. Like she watched it up through, I think, Mystic Force or something like that. The thing I paid after was the murder stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but overall, I, I think this is a, a really, really fun blast from the past. Um, I was actually really impressed with uh, the way the the special opened because they used a bunch of old sound clips from the previous series, which you would think the sound quality would be pretty bad, but like Amy Jo Johnson sounds good. Jason, David Frank, uh, you get little, I don't think he actually says anything, uh, but you get his like, yes, the only one I noticed that was definitely not from the actor who had done it was Jason. They, they like went back and found the guy who did the ADR for Jason after, uh, Austin St. John had already left the series because uh, <laughs> I, I think it's like two or three episodes before Rocky takes over as the Red Ranger. They have a moment where Jason's in the, the Red Ranger costume. So they have to obviously ADR something in over uh, the scene. And like Austin St. John has a very distinct voice. Then you just have this most generic guy being like, hold on, we will get there and save yep. you. Like you can't try to get someone to voice match like that. I mean, I know you guys are cheap, but come on. Like, this is not worth it. It's a few things worth it. Nah, only people. You couldn't pay him a 150 bucks to come in for that one line. No, God, that's so expensive. What about the cold cuts? <laughs> Which I know like Austin St. John was, uh, he was under arrest. I, I forget exactly what he got in trouble for. It's not as bad as, um, the girl from Smallville, um, but he is like tax evasion or tax fraud, maybe. Oh. So basically he was he was under house arrest or he could be at conventions. That was like the only things he could do. 
which is why he wasn't on in the special either. Was as someone who grew, didn't grow up on this series specifically, how did you feel about the the dedication at the end of the the special to Austin or uh, Jason David Frank and Tui Trang? I like because especially because it took me when when they did that because when there was a yellow ranger, I was like, wait, shouldn't that be that girl? I was like, I'm pretty sure that she's not. She hasn't like you know she passed away a long time ago. And then yeah, when we got to the end part, I definitely was like. That I I thought it was good. I think they did a good job. I think it was very sweet. Cause like they're part of something really big, you know. Even though, cause the kind of the thing about Power Rangers is that there's so fucking many of them, you know. And yet people still care about like those because it was it meant like they mattered the most still somehow. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. as opposed to like here's this a guy, this random guy, oh this version of, like. Don't, you don't really know a lot of the other ones, but like those originals kind of like that one little section, you just remember them. And I think I was like, that's yeah. pretty cool. Cause as a family member, I don't know if that would have been like how that would feel to be like, Hey, they're, they're saying that the, they basically have the actress who is passed away and then they kill her character like yeah what 20 years later they like show her character being killed on screen to like push forward a plot like it matters but and then to also have like to have her have like a daughter in the show too like that that would i think be very interesting as a family member to like watch that like i wonder how that what that feels like does it feel like anything or is it really not that big of a deal I could see it being like a legacy thing. Yeah. Like there it's a, a, a torch passing kind of moment. Like you're, you're carrying on this thing that our daughter started. And uh, I think that that could be really, really emotional and really powerful if, if they had any kind of in, input on it. Um, which I mean, I do think it's interesting to point out that Trini was apparently a single mom. As yes, well. she was. Yeah. And there were rumors going around the internet. Like someone had posted a, a, what had looked like a set photo of a toppled over car. And they're like, this better not be how Trini dies. And everyone immediately went, they're putting a hypothetical. We're going to take it as fact saying, this is what's going to happen. And how dare you do this? And like, I don't know if they changed it before they, they did, but um, I mean, I'm glad they didn't go the route of like, Hey, we're homaging her and paying tribute to her by having Trini die in a car accident, just like Tui trying. And I don't think, and it's any, like the, I, I think that was just the internet being the internet because there's that makes no yeah. sense for a revenge storyline. She was a Power Ranger, like in as far as the show goes, it would make sense for one of them to like you know die at the hands of Rita Repulsa because where would be the revenge? Why would she want to be a Power Ranger if her mom died in a car accident? Like what what would the point be? Yeah, and there's no like malice that prevents her from morphing as well, which becomes the the main yeah. sticking point. She wants to be a Power Ranger to kill Rita, and then she realizes she wants to save people, not just kill and get revenge. Um, which uh, last thing I'm going to talk about real quick is obviously Rita's a robot because the actress who played Rita in the stock footage from the Zai Ranger and then eventually into the Power Ranger series. Um, she passed away in the, I think late two thousands, like 2008, 2010, somewhere in there. Um, but Barbara Goodson, who is the voice dub for Rita comes back as the voice for Robo Rita. And she just 
does her Rita thing and it's I know Rita the whole time. Very well done. She she knows her assignment and she gets the extra credit yep, with it. She too. does a great job. That's exactly what I want a character like that to sound like. And it's it is it's really well done. Uh we talked about it a little earlier. My kids have started watching Miraculous and Cat Noir, and there was an episode on TV literally yesterday or two days ago, and I, I like perked up my ears from doing the dishes. And I walked over to the TV and I'm like, that sounds like Rita Repulsa. And then she started talking and then she like did a scream. I'm like, that's Rita Repulsa. And I sat down and just watched the rest of the episode just to, to pay Barbara a, a little extra respect for the, the work she's doing. Yeah, she is. I must say she is good. She is very good. That's one of those. Uh, I, it, it's I now how I know I'm an old person, quote unquote, or just that my brain is old where when I'm watching something, I have to be like. I got to look that up. I got to look that up. Damn it. I got to look that up. And I don't know actors and actresses like you guys do. Sometimes I do, but I I think is it pretty sure it's that 70s show uh, or something, some show older that they're at a concert and the janitor is sweeping up stuff. And I'm pretty sure, oh fuck, I gotta remember what that is. The janitor is either Kevin or Stanley. And I was like, Oh my god! <laughs> and then I immediately went to IMDb. <laughs> I always have to do that, and like I, I gotta make sure because I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I can't. You're talking about from the look, Kevin or Stanley from yes. the Office? But I. Okay, Brian Brian Baumgartner is Kevin, and then Leslie. Is, I can't remember I his know. last I, I name. Didn't know his... Uh, who plays Stanley? It's Leslie something. I only remember Brian Baumgartner because he's a Green Bay Packer yes, fan. Yes, but I, I remember I, I saw that, and then there's like. There's like some other thing where like Phyllis is in it. And I was like, Phyllis. I was like, oh my God. Like, I, I love when that happens. So like, yeah, if I was like in another room and like watching and heard like a Rita Repulsa voice, I would absolutely also be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I got to figure out what this is. That was me with Disenchantment. I didn't put together that that was supposed to be. Oh no, not Disenchantment. Um, when I played Final Fantasy X, I had not played Final Fantasy X and simultaneously watched Futurama. So I had no idea that Bender and Waka are the same voice actor. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> John DiMaggio. I didn't know that years later. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting to me. But no, I. Uh, well, I'll close it out with this one. Um, Johnny Young Bosch. Uh, you, you may or may not know some of his voice work, but he has made a living in uh the voice acting world let i'm just scrolling through his imdb here now um let's go up here uh i just saw super smash brothers ultimate he plays zero i'm not sure who zero actually is he does additional voices in some things let's see here um digimon adventure he plays tk takashi final fantasy 7 remake he does some additional voice work Scroll up. I saw Sailor Moon Crystal. What did he do in Sailor Moon Crystal? He's the voice of Artemis in Sailor Moon Crystal. What? I just Ah. learned something. He's Sailor Venus's cat. That's awesome. Uh, In Naruto Naruto Shippuden, he's Sasori and Yagura. I don't don't watch much anime. Listen, I'm not one of those people. I tried. I've tried. I can't do it. What's the most recent anime I tried watching? Hunter x Hunter or whatever? Jesus Christ. I just don't get it. I don't understand. <laughs> let's let's scroll down to. I know he also. Um, I don't know if you've heard of uh, 
Dongan Rampa. I believe he plays the protagonist in Dongan Rampa 2. Um, let's see here. In Bleach, he plays Ichiro Kurosaki. Uh, Ichigo Kurosaki, I'm sorry. Uh, in Dot Hack, he's Kuhn and Nero Nero. Wow, he's in a lot of big stuff. He He's a, he's a big player in anime. Um, he's done a lot of voice work. Oh, geez, that one, <laughs> that one almost put me through a loop. Uh, so I don't... In uh, the the modern Sailor Moon redubs that they've been doing, they've been trying to keep cohesion. So like Stephanie Shea is Sailor Moon in Sailor Moon Crystal, and they've been redubbing the the old 90s, 80s series anime. Uh, so like Stephanie Shea has been doing the voice in those series oh. as well. So I went all the way down to his, the start of his filmography and I saw Sailor Moon R the movie 1993 Artemis. I'm like, what? No way. This guy did not do this back in 1993. And then Mitch Hedberg style parentheses. It says, oh, 2015 English version. Like, OK. All right. My my brain is not. I'm going to have to like actually pull up an episode of that and watch it. I watched the Magical Girl sequence and I was like, yeah, like this crystal style. It was very long limbed and weird. They look they look like Betty <laughs> Spaghetti. It's very bizarre to me. Yeah, it, like that was actually my first exposure to Sailor No, the Moon. original is so cheesy and good and perfect and really well done. And then I tried watching that and I was like, eh, this is not at all what I was expecting. <laughs> it's much more dramatic. And from what I understand, it follows the, the anime a lot yeah, it, closer. It's, yeah, it's, it's supposed to be like super close. But I was like, ah, I miss the one I used to watch on Saturday morning, essentially. All right, well, let's get out of here because it's getting late for me i don't know about you young person but i'm old and i i have to get to bed scale of one how'd we think uh no we don't do one scales we do must watch your uh oh, pass that, or must see i know but that's so you need like a it's the internet there's there's no in between if you say it's a seven out of ten they're gonna say why'd you hate that's it that's true so that's why we do must see okay. the pass I say it's a must-see. I, I think it's a lot of fun. If you have a nostalgia yeah. for that Saturday morning feeling, it's it's there and it's a must-see If you for did me. not grow up watching Power Rangers and you also like don't have the lightheartedness to accept what Power Rangers is, which is very corny and bad and cheesy, then it would be a skip. But if, if you have that nostalgia, which, yeah, we, which if, we do, it would be a watch. If I wouldn't if I I did it for you guys more than anything but also when i saw it's an hour i was like oh yeah like i'll embroider while it's on and i ended up putting the embroidery down and just kind of watching it because i was like okay i remember all this kind of stuff do you have a spider on your shoulder your right shoulder i think it's like in <sighs> i can't see it but it, it might have gone under oh my your god don't do that to me i'm <laughs> serious i'm not trying to freak you out it like We'll we'll take a second, go into the bathroom or something, and find a mirror, and it'll be like on your right Wait, shoulder. I, I thought it was like a clump of hair like, or something, it, but it's it wasn't now. My ponytail? No, no, it was definitely like a clump of That's something. Not good. I'm taking this off. Like, oh god! Oh god! Yeah, just quickly get it over your <laughs> face, and then it might be in your hood. Okay, it's not on my back. No, okay. that I see. No. Oh my god! It wouldn't have gone down your collar. That was scary. Was it? All right, there's nothing in it. It's clean. Yeah. It, okay. All right. I just I was seeing stuff. Gonna, I, just one of the few like, moments I where I wish. I wonder if it was like my ponytail. I don't it, no, because it was it was like lower on your shoulder, and then as you were like talking, it kept like creeping up. I don't know. I'm like looking on the ground. Oh, that was scary. <laughs> I saw. I've not had a uh, 
I I wish I could have. I wish we had video recording so I could be like, I'm not insane. I've had like flies in here because I've, I've um, I don't have like a screen. And I just open. I have like a Juliet balcony. I just open up the door, but uh, I haven't had like a bug yet, <laughs> which I've lived alone for the past five years, and I'm gonna live alone for the rest of forever. That's like I, my plan because I just love being alone. But I realize I have to be the bug killer. I do not like spiders. Mm-hmm. I don't like bugs. I'm deathly afraid. I didn't want to freak you out, but I also didn't want a spider to have to like start crawling I, up your I neck or something. When you said it, I was like, oh my God, what if I'm like being really like patient and like all of a sudden it starts crawling on my skin? No, it, it looked like it went under the fold That's of your like, hood. You know so it would Goodbye. be like. <laughs> all right, let's wrap this up. That was exciting. Um, so yeah, you said it's a must see if, if nostalgia. Uh, if there's a weird cut here, it's because Rebecca had a uh, potentially had a spider on her shoulder and I'm just editing out all of the, the post spider talk. I, I may have just been seeing a weird glitch on her screen. I don't know. Uh, but Rebecca said that it's, it's a must see as well. If you have nostalgia, if you don't, then give it a pass because you have no soul and you don't care. Yeah, for you would movies. not enjoy it if you don't like B movies. So Rebecca, thanks so much for taking the time to be here. Uh, feel free to share your socials if you want. You know to. what? I all my stuff got deleted, and I don't do social media very well. But I have one that's called Bex B E X, and then there's a period after every word. It's Bex in the S T L because I'm cool now, and I moved to St. Louis. And uh, my other one is No Coast Threads. That's where I do all my embroidery stuff. And we're, we're setting up for some markets, which is very exciting for me. I would be selling my very first market set up in St. Louis. That should be cool. All right. Well, definitely check her out on the Instagrams and other places. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Talking Smack Pod. You can follow us on Twitter at Talking Smack Pod as well. You can follow me at Josh underscore Scar. Please join our Discord. Rebecca's too old to use it, but we aren't. Uh, please email us your thoughts, opinions, suggestions at uh, tsmackpod at gmail.com. Thank you to Leo Allen for our musical themes and Beppo for our original avatars and Retro Ale Studios for our new uh, Ricky avatar. Uh, Retro Ale Studios for our new Ricky avatar. Please like, subscribe, rate, review, and most of all, thanks so much for listening, everyone, and take care. Give me such a headache!